Hey, welcome everybody to our fireside chat in May. We always meet the third of every month, so it's a different day, but it's always the third and it's always 7 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, I'm Juna. Sabina. We're from Synergy in Motion, and our fireside chats are where the mystical meets the practical. So we're all about uh, living your magic and how to bring it into your everyday life. And tonight our theme is where to from here. And it's all about enlivening your inner ecosystem. It's a little bit trippy, but... <laughs> We'll explain as we go along. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, the the impulse for tonight came from a movie called My Biggest Little Farm, which is a beautiful movie where they show um, how a couple built out of a pretty much dead land, a beautiful Garden of Eden, really. It's, it's thriving and it shows all the struggles. And we just were reminded, right, the inner ecology. Hmm. That is uh, just rang true for the fireside chat. So yeah. we're gonna run with this. Where we will, where we go, will end up, we don't know. <laughs> we will find out. <laughs> yeah. So, what is your inner ecosystem? Mm -hmm. um, in essence, it's it's really your body, mind, emotions, spirit. It's all of that. Your your being, your infinite being that you are. It's a whole bunch of parts that work together or not in a, in a system. Mm -hmm. And it is, those parts are the most obvious parts, but we have senses, we have knowing, we have the capacity to be in communion so that all the aspects that are around us really can contribute to us and are part of our ecos inner ecosystem. And by inner, we don't mean just like inside of your skin suit, <laughs> but not like your living house situation alone, even though that is part of the ecosystem too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and then just briefly, we're just going to kind of paint a, br a brief um, brushstroke of, of everything. So in that, in that movie that we saw, um, there's the monoculture. They start. This young couple started with this monoculture, and often, how much is your inner ecosystem a monoculture? Like you're fixated on your body because it's given you problems, and you're just fixated on one thing, or you are fixated on your thoughts all the time. Your thoughts are just driving you crazy, or you're um, focused on your emotions. You're going through a lot of emotional upheaval and then you forget that you have a body. Mm -hmm. And and really it's that monoculture is, uh, you know, in, in our country or in our, in our world, it's all about uh, f streaming it for profit. And it's, it's doing one crop, monocrop, monoculture, so that you can get the biggest bang for the buck. But what it does, it depletes the soil, it depletes the farmers who farm the land, and it's not sustainable for the future. Mm -hmm. So this whole idea is what is sustainable for your future and the future when you can celebrate the biodiversity, your inner diversity, and have all of the parts of you, and this is why we call ourselves synergy in motion. It's when two or more parts of you are gathered together and you bring all the parts of you together, that's the synergy. Greater can be created than if you're just focused on one single thing. Mm -hmm. And I actually want to play a little bit with the monoculture because Corinna asked earlier, can I share, Corinna? Perfect. Um, about like wondering where does she put her energy and uh, to create, where can her voice be heard and what are the subjects? And what we noticed is that or we, we're asking ourselves how much in the way that we're teaching, in the way that we're sharing with you, are we actually creating a monoculture, right? We, mm -hmm. we have a very diverse life. Yet, within that diversity, there is a sameness. And that can be great because it allows us to really become an expert in an area. And yet, it can turn into a monoculture that doesn't actually really bring forth the abundance that is possible. Mm. 
right? Yeah. So really looking at the platforms on which you play are important that they are diverse equally as what you play with on those platforms. It's like you're, if you have a financial portfolio or they, they talk about diversifying your assets, diversify. And there's a, there's a beauty and a, and a richness in that when we can diverse our, diversify our inner assets. Mm-hmm. And um, so contrary to a monoculture, there's also the um, natural environment where things are farmed and gardened and tended to. And then there's the wilderness, the wild, wild, wild West, east, south, north. Yeah, the, the untamed forest, the, where the meadows go wild and, you know, humanity just raises their hands and lets nature take over. Mm-hmm. And we talked a little bit about that this morning in our morning attunement on Facebook, but we want to take it further because all those dynamics, the monoculture, which is like pretty much a very, very controlled environment, And then the natural world, which is us gardening, us tending, us being part of the picture and being in communion with all the elements. And then there's the wild where we take our hands off and just let nature go create. All three aspects are very, very important because if I have a pot plant, right? Not a pot. A plant in a pot. pot. (laughs) A potted plant. Just so we're clear, it's her. It's, I say it's her German coming out. <laughs> she always calls them pot plants. <laughs> um, you, you you don't want the wilderness to be in there, right? That is a monoculture in and of itself. Yet it can be connected with everything. But that is more that tamed part. Or sometimes in a garden when you grow vegetables, you don't want to have the grass grow all over your tomatoes. That doesn't really work. So there is that tending and to some extent a monoculture but then you fall into the natural world where you can really allow yourself to play with every element that is there and with the wild there's the unexpected the unknown the adventure the yeah the rawness of the wild and within ourselves those are three elements that are important sometimes we need time just by ourselves. We just need to be our own monoculture. And sometimes it's great to do the same thing over and over again. Like some people, for example, like for a period of time, have to have the same breakfast all the time. And it's actually correct, right? It works for them. Mm -hmm. Or to brush my teeth every morning. That works for me too. (laughs) And in the evening, right? There is a sameness that works. And in our work, using the cameras that we're using and the microphone that we're using works. There's a sameness in that. But then And it's and it's a system, mm-hmm. right? And and yeah, that's something you want to talk about too, is in the system that you have set up, like it's a system to brush your teeth in the morning and the evening, and it's a system to set up your cameras. But systems can always shift and change. You can change it when you find out, you get information feedback, oh, this didn't work so well this time, or um, I need a new toothbrush or something like that. So you get that feedback and then you can change it. And that's the beauty of a system versus a a structure that can never change. Mm -hmm. So... And do you get that differentiation between system and structure? Really allowing the flexibility to be in even a monoculture, mm-hmm. right? And this, the structure is I have to brush my teeth every morning at 7 o'clock. With yeah. this particular toothpaste. And if I run out of toothpaste, that particular brand, I freak out. And I need that. No, you could you could just brush your teeth with water or baking soda or make another change. Mm-hmm. And what that creates is a poverty. Yeah. So when you when you when because you're not allowing anything else to happen other than that which you have de- decided that needs to be so right. That is mm-hmm. seven o'clock. This toothbrush and the toothpaste and I have a date. <laughs> and if that doesn't happen, oof, the world ends mm-hmm. symbolically and. Why we're using such a simple example, it gives you a sense for the energy of that. But 
emotionally really look into where are you like tapping into that kind of energy where you have to have certain things not out of that flow that actually works but where you have to have certain things and without it it doesn't flow yeah right and that's that that is where you're creating the opposite of affluence like the flow stops and it really what it really is is a pattern of addiction so that's something else that we wanted you to look at tonight is just where where are you having this um, addiction? That's the, a, a monoculture is I have to have this food, I have to have my alcohol, I have to have, you know, what, I mean, it can be an addiction to exercise, it can be an addiction to the way you think. And an example from my own life, I'm kind of going off in another tangent, but an example from my own life, um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, hang on addiction yeah so what happens is when I get really clear like I've been doing a lot of internal work of dealing with different emotional patterns and these addictions and then when I get free of it I feel this elation and this freedom and this wonder and it's awesome but then what happens is this little addiction comes back in that that monoculture, that sameness that kind of wants to grab me back and pull me back into the old way. So it's just it's really interesting to look at how like these addictions can be seen as this this monoculture. And it's really what underlies a lot of this. Uh, why we go into the monoculture of our emotions, our thoughts, and we keep repeating the same things, the same thoughts, the same stories, everything, uh, is be due to fear. Mm -hmm. No matter what, it can be fear of change, fear of judgment, fear of death. It's fear of life. Fear of life. Mm -hmm. It's all of these fears that, that prevent that. And when you look historically, right, we... Have, we grew up as humankind in the wilderness and that can be quite scary so surviving is a whole other ball game and you have to create that control but we kind of haven't be evolved beyond that but our inner world has still or still sometimes stays in that trying to maintain the same safety even though physically we're not there anymore right does that make sense can you say a little bit more? Just giving it. So, um, I have a blank head right now. Okay. Maybe there's some blank heads out there too. <laughs> it's, it's really that, um, hmm. Like, I see a lot of people, sometimes including me, even though we have an income and the money is flowing, there's still a part in me that is afraid, what if I fail, what if, I, what if everything stops? But I'm living in an environment and I have a set of skills that will always allow me to provide for my living. Mm -hmm. But that rudimentary fear of there won't be enough is kind of from the old ways of being because there, the, the fear of there won't be enough was very, very real. Mind you, lots of places on the planet that is still the case. And it's happening, you know, with this this COVID and everything. Like, a lot of people have lost their income. And so we're tuned in. We're tapped into other people's fears and emotions. And so we, we perceive that. And it, it's it, like it ignites this kind of this fear or whatever inside of us. It's not even really, it's not rational at all. It's It probably doesn't even belong to us. Mm -hmm. But it's there. And... So going, yeah, we'll, we'll give you some tools in just a moment <laughs> to, to deal with all of those things. So why we're diving into that, like that monoculture of judgment is because that really gets in the way of us nurturing our inner ecology. Mm -hmm. It doesn't allow the full fruition of all the untamed parts of you to really, really flourish. Right? It squishes it, it prevents all the fertilizers that are, could come in and the, all the little critters that could contribute to you. It prevents everything from coming to you, which for some people is okay because they like control. But they're creating a very 
mm, undiverse inner world. And where the adventure begins and where magic actually unfolds is in that diversity within us. But the thing is that we cannot control that. And one of my favorite uh, mythological stories is the Pandora's box. And when you look in the Greek times before patriarchy changed all the stories, Pandora's box was actually the cornucopia, the horn of plenty that gave life, that gave death. It was like true affluence, the flow of life and flow of death, but it was not controllable. And then we moved into a time where that wasn't safe enough, so we turned it into the Pandora's box, right? And suddenly became af afraid of the affluence of diversity. Mm. And so we rather keep the box shut and control all those things to the extent that we can, but never open that Pandora's box. Yeah. Yeah? So what we're inviting you is to actually open Pandora's box. <laughs> And receive the affluence that is actually here, present on the planet. Because that is so incredible. And with that comes the magic of you. That awakens in that diversity of you. Your magic becomes alive. And then your inner worlds become rich and abundant. Mind you, they can also be rather challenging. Because sometimes those bugs are not the nicest things or those little critters, right? And, and sometimes just like at the beginning, if you're at the beginning or in the middle or whatever, sometimes invasive species creep in, right? So, so there's like, and, and I call those invasive species of the inner ecology, like the judgments, the criticism, like the, the non-ending um, either mental patterns of going over and over and over something. So that's like an invasive species. And when this couple at the biggest little farm, when they, when they got their land, there was two invasive species and the one, the guy who was this expert, he said, you've got to get rid of this because if you don't, you won't be able to grow the land and add things. So with biodiversity within yourself, there's two aspects. There's the, the weeding away of the invasive species, like paying attention, okay, what's not working here? And then there's the adding of the thoughts and the feelings and the emotions that would give you life and add to it, right? So there's there's those things and fears and, and a lot of the guilt and all of these things are these kind of invasive species that really don't belong to us. So it's, um, you know, having a, a way of letting those things go. Mm -hmm. And it's also a point of imbalance that they take over, right? Mm -hmm. the, all those parts can be part of you judgment and fears and all those things might well be always part, part of who we are as a makeup, but it doesn't have to have an impact on our world yeah. as much and, and really squinch our, squinch, squinch, <laughs> squinch, <laughs> our creativity and our magic. I just created a new word. <laughs> cool. Okay. Shall we... Any, so far, any questions? Yeah, we... And you just remember to unmute yourself if you are, are you talking and uh, we're not responding to you. Just unmute yourself. So what is this, um, what does this do for you? Uh, talking about your inner ecosystem. Can you see where you have maybe gone way off the balance or are you, are you taking risks? Are you rewilding your inner ecosystem are you really tame and trying to control it all like what works for you here love to hear from you mm -hmm. well Isella, i have a couple things i'd like to share mm -hmm. first of all which is really amazing when you're talking about monocropping i just learned about the three sisters it's a native way of farming mm -hmm. and they work synchronistically together you have squash which covers the ground and it keeps it moist and then corn, which has sugar, gives back to the land, and beans, and they crawl up. So these three, instead of mocking, you know, it's just coincidentally, first of all, the word they use, it's your title. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Great example. So the monocropping thing, and I just wanted to share something else. I've been, you know, since COVID, I took the sofa and the 
big easy chair out of my apartment. It's small, and I just have a table. So I've been painting. And all of the issues you've been talking about are totally what I'm coming up with my painting, with the magic and with the control, with going with the accidents. And I've produced several things. And there's some effortless things that are quite amazing. And then there's things that I put a lot of effort into and changing, being judgmental. When you come to art, you're judging everything you do and changing it, da 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 <laughs> And that whole process of, um, yeah, effortless effort, which just seems so much, I don't know, I mean... I won't say less erotic. I mean, but it's a whole different process of working. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. And, and I don't know. Is that close to what you're talking about with the inner and very, and very much so? Yeah, very much. A wild part of me where it just wants to splash on paint and see what happens, and yeah. you know. So it is a choice because it's like, when am I going to get control over this? And this all started me painting again because I was doing um, geometry. I was doing um, sacred geometry. Mm -hmm. And I started doing the circles and the squares and and connecting it all. And then, you know, I didn't really want to get too technical. So I just kind of, you know, guessed where the circles go. And, you know, it was pretty close. But then out of that, I took um, my own shapes out of it. So it's this really floral kind of psychedelic you know, which is it's yeah. the sacred geometry is all behind it, but you really have to look at it to pick mm-hmm. it out. You know, so like that, so it's that that wild side and that controlled and knowing side. I thought I got a bit of a balance there, but anyway, it's been fun working again, and those are the issues I've been working with: the wild side and the uh, the memory, of course. Art's always about and, memory, and I love that example because the. Geometry is very controlled, right? And it's it has that. There's a beauty in that, and then allowing that wildness at the same time, and how they contribute mm-hmm. to each other. It's the um, calendula and the tomatoes. The calendula are more attractive to the aphids than the tomatoes, so you get the bugs on the calendula instead of the tomatoes, right? That there's a flow. And out of that flow is something created that is way beyond that communion between those plants. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that brings forth life. Yeah. And again, I want to come back to that what I said earlier about Pandora's box. Because when you start working in the natural way and you allow yourself like that communion planting or um, yeah, there are many names for that. Um, then things become just less controllable by your mind and by your personality. You become part of it. You are in synergy, in communion with everything. And the mind is not quite used to that because we like to know at the beginning of the month roughly where our paycheck comes from, where whom we hang out with. Kind of there's a little bit of control, right? Or... What am I going to do? Where am I going to speak? What am I going to speak about? Instead of really being in the moment and following that. Mm. Yeah? So allowing that richness and not being afraid of Pandora's box. Because that is a contribution. And the things that need to die will die no matter what. Right? There are many things that have just... Mm done their cycle in life and need to move on but we are so used to them that we're holding on to them and we're trying not to let them die or change and thus we become very afraid of pandora's box Mm. and so well uh, getting back to the three sisters this what i watched this program on was evolutionary energy arts and it's all about like a food shortage coming on with the i mean with the virus already there's food shortages and the farmers aren't getting it out so basically you know this was not monocropping and specifically gardening for survival and you could mm-hmm. call that fear i don't know would you call that fear or wisdom or what mm-hmm. yeah i mean and again these genius inventions come when we allow ourselves to be out of control so to live a rich inner ecosystem is so crucial for you to be out of control. So when you're at the moment really looking at, okay, what what would I like to create? What where here from where here to, where to where to from here? My brain is not very present right now. Where to from here? <laughs> Just allow yourself to also not think where to from here. <laughs> 
but really allow, be present, be observant, and check out what is your life bringing towards you without limiting anything in terms of what you will be doing. I always say to Juno, hey, at some point we might be picking oranges. Who knows, right? Allow the spectrum, the diversity of all possibilities to be present without the pressure to have to choose from either of them or any of them. Mm-hmm. So when, when something new, a new and different energy comes into your inner ecosystem, it's a, it could be a fear, it could be a new thing, it could be a problem, whatever. Our number one tool is to pause and to observe. Number like just look at whatever is coming your way, what is present, and then just observe. We often have like a knee-jerk reaction to have to do something about something that comes into our world. But if you can just be present with whatever is coming and just with equanimity and just go, oh, okay, so what is this? Mm-hmm. And and from there, you will, what, you know, what do I do with this? What do I do with this new energy or this new person in my life or this new situation or this problem or this person said something? Okay, so what is that? Rather than like jumping to conclusion and going down the familiar um, rabbit hole that you usually go down it, through judgments and the addiction to the same thought, fe- thought feeling, emotion pattern, mm-hmm. right? So it's, um, to, to you want to just like stop that pattern. You want to stop yourself when you're going down the, the rabbit hole into that familiar and go, okay, well, what's going on? What's happening? Mm-hmm. What am I aware of? What's presenting itself to me? Can I see this from a different perspective? And just take a few deep breaths and just be present. Mm-hmm. And Lisa on Facebook just pointed out another one of those little critters that if they grow too big, too fast, too plentiful... They get really get in your way, and that's attachment, mm. right? The, totally. When you don't have attachment, you can actually be in the flow. But without that attachment, you're actually free to be present. Yet you can care and be attached until you are not, right? It's that that intimacy that you allow yourself without holding on to, right? Another very very interesting important aspect of that mm-hmm. yeah totally hi cheryl hey cheryl hey um so i finally got to make one of your chats because i was like i put an alarm on my phone i was like yay and then i uh saw the alarm and i was like oh i'm cooking and i was like oh i can put it in while i'm cooking <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh so i really uh enjoy what you were saying about um pretty much going with the flow just like being present and uh, I've been in the flow of, well, I had puppies for a bunch of weeks and then they found homes. So that was a beautiful gift. Um, and it really is for me, at least, cause I do massage therapy, uh, not working now, you know, you can very easily jump to, uh, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I'm afraid what's going to happen. And honestly, I felt myself more calm than I ever have. Um, and like, <sighs> All I gotta say is like I feel like people are just like throwing money at me. <laughs> hey. um, like the puppies, and then I've had I started some online Zoom uh, yoga classes and stepping into that. For me, this is for me doing it is unknown like teaching aspect, um, and that's been such a gift. And now getting outside, and you talked about nature. Um, I'm starting to create like a an area we'll say outside, and I've just been sitting there asking the energies of it to help me create it and it's like magically falling into place Mm -hmm. so beautiful that's such a great example totally and and perceive Mm -hmm. how's your body feeling with that can you feel Mm -hmm. that that difference from always doing the same thing oh yeah so so this is all a gift I feel like in a Mm -hmm. way that we can be present now and just be and mm-hmm. more so than just the doing, like you're saying, I get up and I have to brush my teeth this way. I have to use this and I have to do that. It's like, all right, so like, what are, what else do I have available? What else can I do here that maybe I never thought of or considered? And it's just, it is, it's magical. It's a, if you can get into that space and get, you know, allow the, there's other things that creep in sometimes, the fear and all that to just 
and yeah. and that that's that's part of the adventure of living, right? Those little buggers will always creep in. <laughs> but what if we never have mm -hmm. to attach to those and create right. the routine right. again? Like yeah, so sort of like acknowledging that okay, I see that that's there, but not letting you control your world. Mm -hmm. Pretty much, that's what you're saying. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly, and one of the core tools to not fall back into the same rut is that you know your energy signature. When you know now this energy, wow, this is how it feels. This is who I really am, right? And that changes. You can call yourself back in and say, hey, wait a minute, which little critter just snuck into my world and ate my carrots? Right? <laughs> or those yummy apples, whatever it is, right? Or whatever you're planting. Mm -hmm. And without making it a wrongness, like that's, that's what I find often in working with people that they judge themselves so harshly for having an issue versus just looking, oh, wow, I just had a little critter eat my carrots. What can I do about it, right? Oh, I just was heavily attached. What can I do about it, right? Yeah, there have been multiple critters in my house lately. I'm just saying. <laughs> and they aren't just ants. <laughs> yeah, but when you can have that attitude and you just look at everything, it, it really, it changes. It changes. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and this is another element other than really knowing your energy signature and who you are, which is a whole other story. And that's a big part of our work, really helping you to come home to yourself and know that inside out that when you do go into the wilderness you don't get lost mm -hmm. you always have that honing that tone with you that is you and if that little critter or vine tries to take over you know mm -mm, that's not me bye bye mm -hmm. so what helps big time with that is humor to not take things so seriously to just allow yourself to laugh and use those images of the wild within you. Mm. You know, suddenly have a little mouth go. <laughs> or I have my personal stink beaver, which is a German-English thing, which means like a stinky, you know, and you're like, mm, and you put your teeth out like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my critters. <laughs> but just even having that image that immediately comes when I'm in that energy, I just can't take myself so seriously. So it's a way to get rid of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. The other in interesting thing, am I talking? I know I'm talking, but am I being heard? Yeah, we can hear you. <laughs> I worked with or played with Sabine on the transformation game, and it gave me the freedom to hook up to everything I did. Can you can you come closer to your microphone? I can, and I can speak up. But uh, the thing that would normally happen with me after such magic is that I would stop myself. I would say, "Well, that's that's that. Right. That was wonderful. That's in the past now, but it hasn't stopped. It's oh, I like it." Yes. And it's without pushing. I'm a good pusher, and this, there was no pushing in nice. this. That's finding by magic the right papers, the right everything was coming, just flowing. Mm -hmm. I did put in 18 hours, and I put in like 12 hours every day since. So I'm putting it, I'm step, you know, showing up mm -hmm. for the work. But nonetheless. Beautiful. Great to it, hear. Mm. Mm -hmm. yes yes and that love it and yeah thank you <laughs> that that just really hmm because my sense is that we're not um just coming up with this there's almost like a whole um energy wave that is supporting us in this like the level of magic that is possible is very different from what was possible before ever 
And it's like truly the veils have been kicked out. They're not just lifted. They're done. We're done with the veils that separate us from... Separation. The, uh, yeah, <laughs> separate us, yeah, ex exactly, from, mm -hmm. from all that that we desire. Now what we have to do is, with humor and knowing who you are, acknowledge that and allow yourself that, that naturalness, that wildness to take over your monocultures with humor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, really playing with that. And well, playing with the balance, like not letting it all take over, because it's like you can, you can, you're working with it. You can do some taming, and you can do some wilding, and there's this, there's beautiful dance mm -hmm. between. Yeah, very, very important again and again that you don't judge one over the other or make one better than the other. Generally, it's kind of seen that monocultures are bad, and yeah. We want to have the wild. No, you want to have a balance of all three elements. And and it's really the the biodiversity. It's like all all of the parts and pieces of you. There's a lot of parts and pieces of you, and having them all be there all at the same time in a big, a big wild, organized sometimes mess. Like it's it's all it's all ever changing, right? Mm -hmm. It's that's the exciting part of it. It's a, it's a system. And systems can always shift and change. Structures can't, mm -hmm. right? Structures are, you know, solid, un, un, uh, malleable, mm -hmm. but systems can shift and change. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. well, one other tool there. So we have the know, know thyself, attune to your energy si signature, know your song, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's, I mean, for those of you who don't have a sense for that, think of a time when you were very happy and you were in the groove, right? Nothing kind of got in your way and everything contributed to you. That's who you are. So remember a time where that was and just taste that, feel it, be that, invite more of that in. That's the beginning of you opening up to your own energy signature. It's not really rocket science, you don't have to stand on your head and catch flies with your toes. You can just really playfully connect with that time, that happiness. And for some people it's in nature, so go into nature and do that. Other people have that energy when they go to their space, their bed, their room, whatever it is. Mm. Others have that in the bath or in the shower. So just gently Notice when you have that happy you feeling, and that is your energy signature. I just mm -hmm. assumed that you guys all know that, but mm -hmm. I thought, hmm, if somebody's listening that doesn't know that, let's introduce that. Mm -hmm. And the humor, the lightness, not taking yourself seriously, which also means that you're not attaching to things. Humor doesn't allow you to really attach to anything. Mm -hmm. When you take it with that light touch and laugh at yourself, you let go fairly mm -hmm. easy. The, the third tool that we wanted to talk about is really that pause. Pause and observe, right? There is a moment when you, you connect with yourself, you have fun, you laugh about it, and then there's this, oh, ah, hmm, right? That, that moment of stillness that naturally unfolds within you. And instead of overriding that in, oh, I have to create more, really allow that pause. Because it's in that stillness and the silence, like we, there's always a gap. There's always gaps in our world. But when we're silent and we're still, all of a sudden we can open up <laughs> and there's the, there's the possibility right there for a new invention, a new creation. But if we're so busy being busy and we're judging and we're, we're in our busy mind and our, our emotional story about something, then we, we miss that, we, we miss the gap mm -hmm. of that opening. So it's just really crucial to, to pause in your day. And that's why we do our daily attunements in the morning at nine o'clock, just to give you a, a sense of what that is. And if you can do that three times a day, just morning, noon, and night, just check in with yourself. That's just a really good beginning mm -hmm. or have a meditation practice in the morning or the evening or whatever, so that you can come more regularly into these spaces of stillness 
and or silence Mm -hmm. where you can perceive something different. Mm -hmm. And that that is tool number four. Some dog somewhere. (laughs) That is tool number four, the attunement. And attunement doesn't take an hour meditation. It doesn't take anything by just a breath. You know, attunement is like the singing, singing, tuning forks, Mm. right? This is my energy signature and allow yourself to resonate with yourself. And with that, again, it ripples out in your environment and it creates together with your environment, right? It's not like I'm going with my head through the wall, but no, okay, this is my song and I'll sing it with my environment. Yeah. Very, very important. And because it doesn't take forever, it can take, like we always take 10 to 15 minutes in the morning, but it doesn't have to take that that long. And when you do that attunement, it's actually interesting. When I lived in the Finthorn Foundation, I worked in the gardens there for almost two years. And uh, one of my jobs was taking care of the composts. And they're not just little composts, they're like huge composts. And sometimes those composts have to be turned. And when I started working with people turning those composts, because I didn't do that by myself, and we attuned, we just held hands and took a moment, connected with the compost and the beings of the compost, and then we turned it. Mm. And then, of course, I had to experiment. I didn't do that, and it took almost double the time and that was not just once several times because it could be the group and all that like my little scientist had to figure that one out but it was amazing when people were attuned and really working together it was so much fun so easy and when they didn't attune it was hard work and the teamwork didn't work so it really didn't create a flow so can you imagine every time before you start something new, you take that moment, attune with yourself, mm. attune with what's around you, the resources and the, the things that need your attention, and then allow yourself, not just from your mind to be present with this, but from your whole being, from the richness mm. of you. Mm. And again, with that comes your magic. If it just comes from here, you have to do this, you have to clean the house, you have to write this letter, you have to think about what you will present next, that's, all those that's, things. That's the, the trap of the monoculture, mm-hmm. just coming from the brain or just coming from the emotions. You want to bring all of it together. Yeah, I, I, just, I just got this for the first time, just you here <laughs> listening to you talk. No, no, just the, the piece of attuning is like, it's really like all the parts of me like you were saying in your the compost, it was like all the people, mm-hmm. but now it's like all the parts of me really humming together. Mm-hmm. I was always picturing it or as as the wholeness of me, but it's really all the parts. And sometimes there's these stray parts that are like <laughs> crazy wild things. <laughs> My hair is too short to do that. And it's like really tuning in, like singing that that tune, and then they all like all like the magnetic filings that come on the you know the, or the paper mm-hmm. and the magnetic filings that all go with that. Yeah. Cool. So use that. Know your energy signature. Have fun. Humor. Right. What was the third one? They're all mixed up. So no. Pause. Pause. Yeah. So we do that one. And um, the attunement. Like take those times. And mm-hmm. with that, that's that's those are the fertilizers again of your own inner garden, of your own tending to your richness, tending to your magic. And the the, the other it's not so much a tool, but it's an awareness that you don't have to do it alone. Right? Monocultures like doing the same thing and having to do it all yourself is a lot of work. But when you attune and when you be yourself, there's suddenly lots of resources to contribute to you. They're always there, but when we're in that mm. one set mind, you you can't receive from them. You, you don't can't see you don't them. even see it. You yeah. don't you don't know that it's there. Mm. Right? And I'm sure lots of you have lots of stories where when you let go and when you tuned in, 
then suddenly people help out and come by and say, like, oh, I have this. You can just have it. And like there's a playfulness, a, a joyfulness in that, that is again addressing that energy of humor. Mm -hmm. you know, magic has a lot of humor, a lot of joyfulness. Like if there's not somewhere a tickle in there and you just can <laughs> laugh about yourself, magic says, nah, not so sure about that one. <laughs> It requires sparkles after all. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. Yes. That is that I have a power. I have a pattern in which I can go very expansive and marvelous things happen. And then an equal amount of interesting things happen. Interesting. As this week, for example, as you, you know, wonderful things and my car was stolen mm -hmm. yeah. etc so there's this huge and that's been through 45 years and i would like to break that so it doesn't i i don't know why i have to constellate the shadow as i expand i mm -hmm. mean i'm happy to embrace the shadow but i'd like to keep the car or get a new car <laughs> mm, that, yeah, that's a powerful belief system and I know you're not alone in that <laughs> for no. sure. Oh, that's no. why I brought that. Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. would you suggest? I mean, they're, 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 so just because your sound is a little low, I'm just going to give that a quick... Can, uh, can I mute you, Pen? Or... Yeah. Um, so when we um, when we have this big magical breakthrough and then like the other shoe drops, right? That dynamic. I mean, part of that is a patterning. It's like a lot of us have been entrained to pretend that we're normal, right? <laughs> so if we're too, <laughs> we're too, when we're too magical, there's almost an automatic response within us to let the other shoe drop. And we create shit with the same intensity that we just created the magic. So really looking at that, at that pattern and look in the diversity of you, where could you invite a third element in? So it's not that bang, bang, bang between the two, but what would be a companion plan to that other mm -hmm. shoe dropping? Right. So um, what could that be? new car yeah yeah and new car also just I, I think for me the first the first thing is always to acknowledge ah I see this pattern yeah. right I see you because a lot of those back and forth patterns function because they're under the table so right in that moment to release that tension of okay I just created magic and whoo Thank you. Like maybe the third element is just like real deep gratitude and con connecting with the earth and letting that flow. Right? Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I keep thinking of Hegel, you know, systole, diastole, and then the third. Yeah. And I, and I feel it, but I don't. So, I, I mean, the. the there is also another element that is weaker and weaker on this planet at the moment. And that is, there are energies and people that like control, right? There is a status quo of normal on the planet. And thus, when something magical occurs, those energies come and check it out and try to squish it. And they go into resonance with that pattern within us, oh, the other shoe is going to drop, right? And when we are aware of that, um, then that helps that energy not to have so much power over us. Because truthfully, that normal energy has no chance when magic is truly celebrated and allowed. Yeah, mm -hmm. And again, they work because they're under the table, they're unsee unseen, right? They're hidden. And just acknowledging them without making them wrong. They're just a, an energy that we currently have on this planet. 
They're not the big bad boys or anything like that. It's just how we have survived, right? Diversity was not something that helped us to survive in the beginning. Like we had to stay together as a pack and we had to do everything together so that we would as a collective survive to some extent. And that that's just an outdated pattern. And then you can tell that pattern, hey, move on. Yeah, and it's, it's clearing out that resonance um, to your body as well because the the body goes into that resonance it's a habit and you know this whole I would just explore that attunement to yourself and you know that pattern like recognize it which is what Sabina said you know recognize the pattern but clear it out of your body I like that standing on the earth allowing in you know heaven earth allow that energy to run right through the the whole vertical of your physical body and then you know mentally emotionally let that let that pattern go mm-hmm. and i mean there is also something with the bloodlines that we carry that in our bloodlines we swore so many times that we will hide magic we will protect consciousness we will do all that stuff but that's a whole other <laughs> story yeah but that that might be something also to look at like those oaths to secrecy, so when you come out with it, automatically you get ugh. slammed. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the aspects. That, that does that. I'm gonna unmute you. Does that make sense? Very much so, because of the whole history of witchcraft, where magic was we referred to the state for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is now is the time that we can lift. The veils are gone truly and those those um, limitations are only memories. They're actually not real anymore. They seem to be at some cases very real, but they're not. Mm-hmm. And that's why we can truly invite a, a totally different, diverse ecosystem within ourselves right that it's it's almost it what reminds me is it's like those um what do you the tracers or whatever when you do drugs and then years later you have the the remnants of that you know so it's it's that same sort of thing like it's not even really real but it's it it acts real it seems real into your life but it's it's not really real Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly and acknowledging that and that that is a fifth element that we weren't going to bring in but I'm going to we bring weren't. in we weren't burnt she's so now, cute now I forget what I'm gonna say um yeah that is um that is being so acutely aware that you're never a victim of anything nothing ever happens to you right and I know Penn that you're doing that but it is so crucial in this whole thing because it's so easy when one of those little critters come in and eat your carrots that you feel like it's happening to you. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, to embrace it as part of all of creation, it's not that you sat there and created the critters, but okay, wow, mm-hmm. this is interesting. I wonder what else that brings forth. How can I be with this? How can I be with this that actually creates more? Yeah. Is somebody somebody is not muted. I uh, mean it's yeah. okay. Cool. So how how is this? Do you feel like you have a little bit more connection to your diversity, your magic? I see thumbs awesome. up. Nice. Thank you so much for bringing that up. That's you know, it's mm-hmm. it's such a huge pattern for so many people and and you just yeah brought that energy right to the this chat so thank you Mm -hmm. any questions ponderings comments wonderings before yeah i think the best thing you said was you had a pot plant because it made me wake up and roll a joint i haven't rolled one in a bit and it's doing wonders (laughs) for my uh (laughs) changes perfect awesome But I do have one more thing. I did watch the listen to the Tibetan Book of the Dead this morning. And when you were speaking about realizing that, uh, I don't know if you use the word monsters, but this is what they talk about in the Tibetan. So when you're dying and you go to the light and you see like monsters and stuff, you really have to be aware that that is not you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of that kind of what you were saying. 
kind of. I'm saying the monsters are not you and the angels are not you. You are you. And it's important to know who you are. And then everything is a reflection of you. Well, apparently that's very important when you die, according to the Tibetans. Yeah, not just the Tibetans. A couple <laughs> no. of other pretty wise people who have said that, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you got that one. And the Stoics, Seneca, I don't know if they said it. Yeah, cool. Anybody else? Any other questions? You're quiet today. That's the thoughts. Uh, who is this? Uh, Karina. Yeah. Okay. Lots of thoughts. Mm -hmm. But I have no question. <laughs> cool. Let it simmer. Let it stimulate mm -hmm. you. And I'm very curious where you will take this. I wonder what else. Me too. <laughs> what, what you're cooking up with your art and with your wisdom and your know-how. Yeah. What new concoctions you can come up with. Yeah, mm -hmm. the photography courts are stimulating. Yeah, I've seen some <laughs> of the pictures. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love your pictures of your craft, yeah. Your art, crafty art. Um, another thing that we had, I just saw it on the, on the bottom, is, is to um, take risks. Mm -hmm. Take risks. So if you if your garden is too tame, if you find yourself going down the same route over and over again, you're addicted to the same thoughts, feelings, stories, take a risk. And only you know what that is for you. What, what would take you, and it doesn't have to be a big, wild risk, but what taking risks, going, doing something different takes you into that wildness. And that wildness brings in that balance to all of the tame. Mm -hmm. So what, what risk can you take this next week? What risks can you take in, in relationships with your, the way you do things? Um, yeah, all, all of that. Mm -hmm. so. And what risks can you take by being vulnerable with yourself, with your emotions? Right, really looking at it without taking it personally, having a bit of humor in it, taking that pause, attuning to you mm -hmm. and everything around you, and just going a little bit in that direction a little further. What's the energies that are with you? And not over identifying with mm -hmm. things. You know, notice your thoughts and your feelings, but don't identify with them. Mm -hmm. They're just, they're passing through. Sometimes they're just fertilizers for your beautiful <laughs> carrots. I don't know why carrots, but... Because <laughs> you love carrots. That's true. <laughs> cool. Anyone else? Any last moment questions? Yes. Well, uh, yeah, maybe... Sorry. Maybe not last moment, but maybe something to consider for another talk. And talking about the community and things working well in Findhorn, when you find yourself, like inward and then the outward isn't there like our society is pretty fucked up i mean i live downtown london i hear it i see it i live it i breathe it so i don't know maybe you guys are really sheltered but it is you know that the whole economic system anyway the society is not really doing well can you we agree with that well, the society we live in it, it is a rather interesting society and again there is that word yes and it's very yeah. diverse very non-committal non-emotional I don't know if it's from the heart, but it's, uh, it's not committal, not emotional. It's very yeah. diverse. Mm -hmm. Emotion's okay. And it's, really. And it's changing. That's one thing machines don't have. Mm -hmm. So you know what? That's what we got to fight AI with, our emotion, mm -hmm. our heart. It comes from the heart, not the mind. Certainly a whole <laughs> other conversation. You are absolutely that's correct what I'm there. Saying. Maybe something for the next chat. I know it's too much and maybe that's something for you to ponder and maybe something we could discuss. No, yeah. we, we always and appreciate I'll, give, I'll put my Sunday best on, do my hair and turn on the video. <laughs> awesome. But it might not be on a Sunday. It's uh, and um, I'll just. Well, I'll just... I'm going to wear my Sunday best anyway. I'm okay, going to lie. Okay, cool. good Sunday. Lying's good. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Thank you. Anyway, I'm going to mute myself before you mute me. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool. So, anyone else? I think that's it. Um, thank you so much for joining us this evening or afternoon, yes. wherever you are. And um, our next one will be June the 3rd.
whatever day of the week that is, at 7 p.m. Eastern time again. And topic to be determined, we will let you know. So stay tuned and please join us also for our morning attunements. Uh, it's every morning at 9 a.m. Eastern time on Facebook, on Synergy in Motion Facebook page. So yeah, Perfect. thank you so much. With that, thank you. <laughs> Bye. Thank Until you. next time.